Ready? So welcome to our Bhagavatam class, which we are giving a little later today. Uh, today is also the uh, disappearance ceremonies for Bhakti Charo Swami. So I want to offer all my respects to him. And as I said yesterday, there's no question about his glorious destination because of his exemplary life as an outstanding Vaishnava. So, um, so in his honor, and for Prabhupada's pleasure, we'll read the Bhagavatam. Today we're beginning First Canto, Chapter 8, Text 1. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Sutu Vacha Atate Samparitanam Sanam Udatam Ichatam Tatum Sakrishnam Gangayam Puraskritya Yayukstriyaha So Prabhupada's translation, Sutra Goswami said, therefore the Pandavas desiring to deliver water to the dead relatives who had desired it, went to the Ganges with Jopati. The ladies walked in front. So this is after the battle of Kurukshetra. Pandavas had many, many relatives in the royal order who died and Sampareta means literally those who have finally gone forth. In other words, those who have departed. It's like saying in English, the departed. So the departed Swanam, who were their own relatives, Udakamichatam, and who were desiring water. So what does it mean? How can people who have passed away desire? And the water here, of course, means the uh, ritual water for the funeral ceremony. So what this means is that these relatives in their life, while they were living, of course, had always wanted to have a proper funeral because that brought blessings for a better next life. So Udakamichatam, for those who were desiring water, means those who expected and, and very much desired a proper burial or cremation, a proper funeral ceremony, which is, of course, within a sacred context to bring the blessings of God. And so datum, to give that, in order to give that, those uh, funeral ceremonies that the relatives wanted in life, datum sakrishnaha with Jopati, and Draupadi's mentioned here because, of course, she lost all of her sons. So she's especially mentioned here. Gangayam. And Gangayam means um, they wanted Ganges water. So grammatically here, Udakam means water. So Udakam Gangayam means they were desiring the water of the Ganges to sanctify them so for a better next des destination. 
And what's interesting here, it says, Puras Kritya Yayukstriyaha. Prabhupada translates it, the ladies walked in front. But literally, it actually says that the men placed the women in front. In other words, women didn't just walk in front, the men placed them there. And so it's very interesting. There have been times in the uh, checkered history of ISKCON in which men thought that to protect women meant to put them in back or behind them. Uh, you see this, I think, someplace there's still a few kind of medieval uh, temples in ISKCON where the women are placed in back. Uh, fortunately, not many, but there's a few. And so here, the Bhagavatam says the opposite that how can a man protect a woman if he can't even see her? And so the way men protected women is by placing them in front, not in the back. We see this in India in the temples where the women go to the front. So the, the best way to protect a woman is to help her to become attached to Krishna. And so therefore the men place the women in front not behind them. In other words, they were gentlemen, not male chauvinists. And there is a difference between being a gentleman and being a chauvinist. They're actually, they're actually different, although some people don't know that. So we'll go to the next verse. Te niniyo de gang sarve vilapyacha prashampunaha apluta haripadabjarajak very poetic, especially the last two lines, a very poetic image, which I'll explain. So Ninia, having brought or having offered, uh, Ninia having uh, brought water, then all of them, the living people, the people who are conducting these funeral rites, and again, lamenting very much, Prasham, greatly lamenting. This is a very interesting point also because um, many of these people are, of course, pure devotees of Krishna. And yet, they, they are lamenting. So what this tells us, actually, Niniya means they were, they were pouring the water also. So what this tells us is that even devotees have, just to use a word for now, human emotions. I mean, clearly, if we are, if we really are devotees, then those emotions are spiritualized, but nonetheless, they are emotions, they are feelings. Devotees are not without feelings. So here it said, vilapya, lamenting, lamenting, brisham, greatly. They, they lamented a lot. And again, they took their bath. So to translate this Sanskrit compound, we'll start at the last word. Often, it's funny, but somehow the very often the case that to translate a Sanskrit compound, you start at the end and then go back the other way and then it comes out English word order, English syntax. So here in this verse, jale means in the water, uh, Sarit, in the water of the river, Sadid Jale, in the water of the river, Puta, that is purified, 
Rajak by the dust, Padabja of the lotus feet, Hari of, of Hari. So they took bath in the water of the river that is purified by the dust of the lotus feet of Hari. In other words, the Ganges. Because uh, uh, Lord Vishnu kicks a hole in the universe and the Ganges water, Ganges water comes through. So it, it comes through past his lotus foot. So that's the image here. So we'll go to the next verse. Um, Tatra sinam kudupatim dhritarastram dhritarastram sahanujam gandharim putra shilkartam pratam krishnam krishnam chamadava. So this is not actually a complete sentence in Sanskrit. It, uh, It'll be completed by the next verse. It doesn't actually have the verb. So Krishna, what it says here is that Madhava, Krishna, did something to uh, the Kurupati, the Kuru Lord, Dhritarashtra, who was sitting there, Tatrasinam, Kurupati Dhritarashtram. So Dhritarashtra, the Kuru Lord, who was sitting there, Saha, together with Anujam, his younger brother, who is Vidura, Gandhari, also Gandharing, Putra Shokartang, who is afflicted with grief for her sons, Pratang, Kunti, Krishnangcha, Andropadi, Madhava. So all those other names, Ridharastram, Gandhari, and, and Prata and Krishna are all the object of a verb. In other words, Madhava is going to do something in the next verse to all these people. Grammatically, that's what's happening. So these two verses actually go together to form one Sanskrit sentence. So Santwe Amasa, he comforted them. He condoled, you know, condolences. The word dola, uh, like dolere, uh, means pain. So condolescence literally means or to feel someone's pain or to share someone's pain. That's what to condole with someone or to all give condolences. Uh, Condolescence means literally to share their pain. So Santo Yamasa, he comforted them, he pacified them. Uh, Munivir with the sages. So the sages also, Krishna and the sages are comforting and can, uh, offering condolences and just helping, encouraging all these grieving people who are Hatabandun, whose relatives have been killed. Sucharapitan are filled with lamentation. So how did Krishna do this? Bhuteshu Kalasya Gating Darshayan by showing the literally the movement, the ways of time, the time factor. And of course, here time is not just like a clock or a sundial. Here time is the actual power, Krishna's power in the universe, as he says in the Gita Kalosmi time I am, Lokakshayakrit, destroyer of the world. So time here is not just measuring time, but it means the actual power that drives everything to its destiny. So Bhuteshu Kalasyagating Darshayan, showing the movement of time among living beings. And that Napratikriyam, and showing that there's no counteraction, you can't stop time. Time will not stand still for anyone. Time and tide wait for no man, Prabhupada used to say. So 
Uh, kriya means an action. Prati means counter, like a counteraction. There's no counteraction. So we all have to leave this world. It's just the way the world is. And that's Krishna's arrangement. So we have to prepare. And that preparation is called bhakti yoga. So the next verse is, Sadhi twa jata shatro swang rajang kitavairhatam. So having established uh, his own kingdom, having established his own king kingdom for Ajata Shatru, for Yudhisthira, whose enemy was never born. In other words, he never saw anyone as his enemy. So his, his own kingdom, which was Kitavair, uh, by the thieves or just by the scoundrels that had been stolen, her thumb had been stolen. And so again, Krishna established Yudhisthira's kingdom, Gati and having caused the impious kings to be killed. It doesn't say Krishna killed them, but he caused them to be killed. And these are kings who are Kacha, Sparsha, Kshatayushaha, whose Ayush or Ayur, which means duration of life as an Ayurveda, knowledge of the, how to extend the duration of life. So here, Kshata uh, means cut down or destroyed. So this is very important. This is a point I've made many times, and some people are very unhappy that I make this point, but. I am just repeating the Bhagavatam, so I guess we are allowed to do that, right? That these Asato uh, Rajnahab, these impious or wicked kings, their duration of life, their Ayur, duration of life was cut down, reduced, because they of literally touching the hair, which means of Draupadi. Prabhupada says in the uh, Translation, others also died, their duration of life having decreased for their rough handling of the hair of Queen Draupadi. I'm just touching her hair, however they handled it. Uh, doesn't actually say rough here, but just it says touching. They just touched her hair. That was a capital crime. They were executed for that by Krishna. They, they had to die because they dared to touch the hair of Draupadi. So you can imagine how much women were respected, respectable women. They were just because these uh, wicked kings simply touched her hair, dragged her into the gambling hall, they died for that. So it shows you how much dignity and respect was owed to respectable women. So that was the offense. The Bhagavatam many times mentioned that the offense to Draupadi was touching her hair, as in this verse. Um, then Yaji Tvashamedai So having caused or arranged for Yudhisthira to uh, offer sacrifice, Yaji Itwa, anyway, the causative gerundive. So having caused Yudhisthira to perform sacrifice, because it was Krishna's urging that he did so, uh, with Shivir, uh, three sacrifices, 
Uttama Kalpakai that had magnificent, the best paraphernalia. These were state events, state ceremonies that required a huge expenditure. And that expenditure in terms of charity for Brahmins and paraphernalia, it was actually an important part of the national economy. One of the ways it was sort of the, the ancient Vedic um, social welfare system there would be these great events at which everyone that needed it was given all kinds of charity. So that was the welfare system in a sense, these great sacrifices. And so Yajit, while Krishna calls you to share to perform that sacrifice, uh, three uh, Ashwamedha sacrifices with uh, the best paraphernalia, Tadjashak Pavanang Dikshu. Uh, and that way Krishna spread uh, the pure fame of Yudhisthira. Jasha means fame, pavanam, pure or virtuous. And uh, so Lord Krishna wanted to glorify Yudhisthira. He wanted to glorify his devotee and therefore he caused his fame to be spread, uh, dikshu in all directions, shatamanyoriva, uh, uh, so so that Yudhisthira's fame became like the fame of Lord Indra himself. So Yudhisthira became as famous as a god on earth, and Krishna did all this. He had him perform the great sacrifices, and then he spread his fame. So if there are any questions, I guess those could be sent in. We'll do one more verse, let's see. Amandriya Panduputrangcha Shaineyodava Sangyutaha Taipayanadi Virvi Pragpujitaik Pratipujitaha. So um inviting or, or taking leave of Amandriya, sort of uh, taking leave of uh, the sons of Pandu. Uh, this verb here, Amandriya, uh, speaking to them. It also can be inviting them or to bid farewell, take leave. So we'll see what's going to happen here. Um, so inviting the sons of Pandu, uh, Krishna, Sangyutaha, together with, joined by, Sangyuta, joined by, Yuta is the same, uh, anyway, uh, Saineya, who's uh, Satyaki, one of the great warriors and a survivor of Kurukshetra, and Uddhava. So joined by uh, Satyaki, or Saineya, son of Sini, and Uddhava, uh, and then it says here, uh, Krishna was honored in return by uh, the, the learned sages, the vipras, headed by Dwaipayana. They, they honored him, but they prati pujita, they honored sort of counter offer. In other words, the idea here was that pujitai, Krishna had honored all of them. They are pujitai, and therefore, uh, or Krishna, Krishna had honored them. That's what I mean to say. Krishna had had honored puja means worship. It also just means honor. Krishna had honored all the sages headed by Vyasadeva, the learned sages, and then he was honored by them. 
So this is interesting. This is like, this is a relationship between, let's say, Brahmins and Kshatriyas, gurus and disciples sometimes, in appropriate cases where there's mutual respect, there's mutual honor. Vedic culture is not a culture in which one class or one person uh, mindlessly accepts another. In fact, Prabhupada said blind following is condemned. So Krishna honored all these sages, but then they honored him. Of course, he's God. That's another point. He's God, but still there was mutual honor, mutual respect among these people. So let's see if there are any questions. Um, in Sanskrit, it is obvious that Mataji and Prabhu are not equivalent definitions. Actually, uh, Mataji is not Sanskrit and it's not, it's not really a custom in Shastra. How did it happen that women in Iskand stuck got stuck with, I think you may say, this Mataji. Sri Prabhupada never called Vaishnavi Mataji. Um, it's an Indian custom. What happened was that as more and more devotees visited India, either for pilgrimage or to serve, uh, there was a quickly growing Indian influence in ISKCON. So many, many Hindu customs, superstitions, mythologies uh, came into ISKCON through India. Uh, just a real historical fact. And um, so if you read the Bhagavatam and count how many times a man calls a woman mother when that woman is not his biological mother, uh, try this, count. Uh, you're not going to get to a very big number because there are many, many, many scenes in the Bhagavatam where men and women who are not married to each other talk to each other and they just men don't call the women mother so where does this come from uh comes from Hindu influence in this country. and the Hindu culture was heavily influenced by other things like in some ways Muslim culture such as women always covering themselves and so on so uh, the pastime about Draupadi Sari is not true. Well, uh, the uh, leaders of ISKCON became very unhappy when I started talking about this. Uh, I will limit myself to these remarks that all our acharyas, including Prabhupada, teach that our main shastra is the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavatam mentions many times the offense of Draupadi and every time says that the offense was touching or grabbing her hair and the Shastras never say that the Kurus tried to strip Draupadi and so on. So, uh, I've also people say, well, Prabhupada said it, but if you know our tradition, the Acharyas, including Prabhupada, including many other Acharyas, including the Goswamis, they were actually not so concerned with details of Leela as long as the details were not offensive or rasa basa, there, there's freedom. You find in the writings of the acharyas, including the six Goswamis, that they will take a story that's in the Bhagavatam and just tell it a different way. They'll change the details because they're concerned with bringing out the rasa. They want to tell a good story. So 
brings out the rasa. In other words, you become inspired, you become thrilled, you're afraid when you're supposed to be afraid and angry when you're supposed to be angry and you celebrate when you're supposed to celebrate. You have the right emotions about Krishna Lila. And to bring out the, the, the rasa, they somewhat freely uh, change the details. So that's our tradition. You know, it's just, that's just a historical fact. And Prabhupada's very much in this tradition. And so, in fact, toward the end of his stay here in this world, he wanted his disciples to begin translating the Bhagavatam verses, and he would just write the purports because he was really just concerned with the purports. So, so yes, the Bhagavatam five times mentions an insult to Draupadi, and that's what the Bhagavatam says. And I am inclined to think personally that no civilized society allows men to gamble women as if they're property. In fact, uh, in the Mahabharata itself, when Arjuna and uh, Subhadra eloped and the Yadu warriors are very angry because he didn't pay a dowry or give a gift or anything, and Krishna stood up in the assembly and said, what are you talking about? Women are not property. It's not that Arjuna's supposed to buy Subhadra. Women are not property. You can't buy and sell them. And so that's Krishna speaking. So how, I mean, think of it this way. How in the world, how in the world are we supposed to preach that the world should give up whatever they're doing now and adopt a higher culture in which you can gamble away your own wife. And of course, if you lose the gambling match, then you know God only knows how many men are going to sexually exploit your wife. So that's not civilization. That's not civilization. Do you want to preach to the world that that's a higher culture, a higher civilization, where men just gamble women as if they were just property? I'm not going to preach that. If you want to, good luck. You're going to need it. So again, I just uh, I just follow the Bhagavatam. Why is there no Vaishnavi in the GBC? There are Vaishnavis. There are several Vaishnavis in the GBCs, such as Malati and um, oh my God, a very nice lady who's the GBC of Germany. Her name just, I mean, I know her, it just it happens. So there are. And is there a committee in the GBC that would resolve conflicts related to domestic or sexually motivated violence against preachers and disciples? We need all those things. I mean, nowadays, uh, we live in a, a secular world. That means that legal matters are handled by a secular government, uh, not by a religious institution. Of course, if it is found that a man as or woman has committed violence in marriage, or uh, sexually abuse someone, then it is the responsibility of the leaders of ISKCON to take swift and definitive action about that. Often that's the case. I don't know if it happens every time, but I know it often happens. And um, ultimately, in terms of criminal penalties, those of course that that that's a secular legal matter. Question: Why did Krishna not destroy? immediately those kings because then there would be no 10th canto of the Bhagavatam 
there'd be no story, there'd be no pastimes, and it'd be much more difficult to become attracted to Krishna. The whole purpose of Krishna coming down is just to, as Draupadi says, actually, I, I'm not Draupadi, Kunti Devi, in her prayers, that uh, to provide us uh, stories that we can repeat, like now we're hearing about, hearing about Krishna Leela, we're becoming attracted to Krishna. So Krishna comes down to display all these pastimes. Otherwise, he doesn't have to come down to kill demons or stop stop uh, bad people. He doesn't have to. He can do that by remote control. He doesn't have to come here for that. When questioned about Krishna consciousness, I was stating that we are not Hindu. I was met with rebuttal that Wikipedia says, oh, Wikipedia? Seriously? What kind of people are you talking to? That Wikipedia says otherwise, and I lack solid argument for why we were categorized with Hinduism. How can I argue? I wrote an essay about this, actually. The word Hindu is not a Vedic word. It's, a, it's from the word Sindhu, Hindu. It's, um, there is no historical religion called Hinduism. And Hinduism as one religion has a history of about uh, 120 years or 130 years. So if you're interested, send me an email and I will send you a copy of that essay or you can write to Anandalila and she can send it to you. So that's all the questions. Again, we'd like to dedicate this class to Bhakti Charaswami and um, like to thank all of you for attending the class. And uh, I hope you'll all be back next week. Hare Krishna.